Do you remember what you were doing when you were 11 years old? Many of us were playing with not too many cares in the world. We probably weren't thinking about how we could have a long-term impact on the world. While my next guest does enjoy playing with her family and friends, especially playing volleyball, she's also doing many things to make an impact in the world. Her personal ambition is to make an impact and inspire children across the world to pursue their ambitions. And she's getting just getting started towards that influencing journey. Now, the thing you really need to know is she's only 11 years old, going into the fifth grade in the fall. But let's hear first from one of her coaches, Miss Nitu Rishi of the Success Door, as she tells about her experiences with Kashish. Hey everyone, my name is Neetu Rishi, and I feel so honored and privileged to be a mentor and coach to Kashish. She was never a bundle of surprise for me because she was so determined and focused in terms of planning and executing her dreams, her goals in life. Uh, I still remember when she published her first book, I still have it in my hand, and she was presenting me a signed copy she already had in mind the plot of her next book. Who thinks that way? But there she was with her second book. Uh, I think words are less to describe her. She's very subtle, very determined, uh, a lifelong learner. Whatever she learns, she makes sure to apply that in her life. And that is quite visible. Uh, Every, with passing year, she is achieving everything and putting a tick mark on the things that she wants to achieve. Uh, this year was definitely a, a pride, uh, you know, feeling because she was on TEDx stage, not only once, but twice. Uh, I would also like to say thanks to her parents, Mridul and Anjana, who gave me an opportunity, you know, who trusted me. And um, I'm just navigating her through this journey. She all, she's already a blessed child. And uh, I cannot wait to see her inspiring many more. You rock, Kashish. Hi, I'm Regina Partain Bergman, host of Pursuing Profit with Principles. As a profit acceleration specialist, I started this show to help entrepreneurs create a highly profitable, sustainable, scalable business by sharing the stories of other successful entrepreneurs and helping you develop your own roadmap to success. Each week, I'll interview entrepreneurs who will share their knowledge and expertise with you. Additionally, I'll be bringing you my own tips and resources to assist you in creating success, minimizing the stress on you and your relationships, and rediscovering freedom in your life. Some of the things you'll learn from our speakers are leadership principles, the value of pursuing your purpose and passion in your business, and finally, profit strategies you can implement in your business. So join me every Monday and Friday morning for the latest episode. Begin and end your week with Pursuing Profit with Principles. Welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles. I am delighted to bring you my guest today. 
This is without a doubt the youngest guest that we have had on the show so far. But let me tell you a little bit about her before I introduce her to you. My guest today is Kashish Kalita. And Kashish uh, is a 10-year-old girl attending fourth grade. Well, in 2021, she was 10. So you're 11 now, right, Kashish? So she is 11. Now, folks, listen up. She has already published two books, bestsellers. Uh, She has given two TEDx talks. Um, Kashish earned the Great Orator Championship 2020 Award. And recently, she was honored to be a coach by the Success Door organization to guide aspiring writers in book clubs and so much more, which we'll let her tell you. Welcome, Kashish, and her father, Medrul. So welcome to both of you. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Regina. It's really an um, awesome opportunity, and um, it's it's absolutely an honor as well to be part of your show um this is uh, this is something that uh, uh, you know many a times comes as a launch pad to look forward to a better future for yourself as well as how you can influence uh, people around you um so i think your platform is one of the finest platforms uh, to do that and thank you uh, you know offering that platform to kashish um, i'm just Stand by uh, her side, uh, being a parent. Um, but I think it's going to be a wonderful session with you, Regina. Looking forward awesome. to the entire session. Thank well, you so I'm, much. I am so glad to have you all here, and you're very welcome. And and Madril, one of the things is, Kashish wouldn't be here where she is were it not for good parents supporting her and standing behind her and and paving the way. Not to say that Kashish, you haven't done all the hard work. <laughs> So let's hear from you, Kashish. Tell us a little bit about you and kind of what took you on this path. Why in the world would you ever think to write a book when you wrote your first book? Well, hello, everybody. My name is Kashish Klita. I'm 11 years old. I am in fifth grade, about to go to sixth. And I have done a lot of things. I am an actor. I'm an author of two published books. I am a dancer, which I dance both hip-hop and cut the classical. I'm also a model, and I've done many ramp walks and pageants, and I've even won quite a few of them. I also am a songwriter, an animator, YouTuber, coder, A-grade student, a lot that you could probably imagine. And besides all of that, I'm still a pretty, very chill and happy, ordinary girl. I love playing sports and going outside. And overall, I'm just a pretty creative and adventurous person. I love it. It's so good to meet you, Pashish. I've been hearing great things about you from our common friend, Nitu Rishi. And I'm so glad to finally get to meet you and to have you here on the show today. One of my goals today is that we can help people understand, first of all, who you are and what you're doing and the impact that you're making in the world, but also to help others see you uh, as an example and show what's possible. I mean, there are many people who are well into their senior years who've not accomplished as much as you've already accomplished. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you are quite the role model for them. And I appreciate you being willing to share that. So which, what came first? Was it the books? Was it the modeling? Uh, what, what venture was first for you? Uh, funny thing. So ever since I was a little baby, I was, I was already pretty much into the industry because I would dance and sing a lot. And I'm not very sure. I think dancing and modeling were the very first two things I've ever started. I started dancing with my mom at three years old. And then I transitioned into Kathak and I actually took classes by the so time I was five. you tell us what that one is. I got to pause you for a second. And that's a term most of us aren't familiar with. So tell me what that is. So Kathak is a Indian classical dance and there are a lot of um, very graceful hand movements, kind of right. like these and wrist movements. Right. And it's very graceful and you have to be very flexible with it as well. But it's also very fun to do. And there are also a lot of spins, which makes it pretty exciting. <laughs> the spins would be the topper for me. Uh, <laughs> but also the most hardest thing to ever do. Oh, I can imagine. I, I, well, I can't imagine. <laughs> So when, um, when, um, what, what age were you when you started the pageants? You said you started dancing at three. What age were you when you went in your first pageant? I think I was around, I was still a toddler, I'm pretty sure. I think it was around the age of somewhere either six, seven or eight. Wow. But I've done many pageants, so sometimes it's very hard to, like, remember. Sure. But I always had uh, this passion. Like, I remember, especially in kindergarten and school, I would always be like, I want to be a dancer. And now I'm like, I want to be an actor. But still, my dreams will still evolve, but they will always be that passion. No. Awesome. And that passion is so important, isn't it? Without the passion, <laughs> we don't achieve what we're looking for, right? It takes yeah. passion. It takes passion and hard work, would you say? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so now you said that you've gone from I want to be a dancer to I want to be an actor. What steps are you taking to bring that dream to fruition or have you already acted? So as I said earlier, I am already um, a beginner actor. So it all started um, in summer. By the time I was eight years old, I had already got into the acting industry and it was all very new for me and my parents because my parents are not at all in an acting industry. They are more science and chemistry and math. They're scientists and that they gave birth to me. Um, absolute opposite. And so everything was absolutely new. But then in the summer, um in summer 2020 yeah. I yeah 2020 we went to Los Angeles and I had my very first big big opportunity for acting and I gave a workshop well I took the workshop and I gave a huge performance to 16 agents which I got called from and then from there, I gave auditions and got selected by these agents. And I've been giving a lot of auditions. And I've also had a breakthrough 
which is I've done a lot of commercials as well, and I'm still getting a lot of auditions. So those those steps are leading me to the success. So so let's back up and talk about that because we focused on a couple of couple of things that are really important to unpack here. I think one is that you had a dream, you had a passion, but the, but there are steps in between that and the actualization of it. There were steps that you took from having that dream and that passion to actually being there in Los Angeles and auditioning and getting jobs. What are those steps that you have to take? So, very first of all, um, I obviously had to show my passion to my parents so that they would support me and agree with me, right? And then after I've finally convinced them and they are on my side, they've been continuously, constantly have been working and supporting me throughout. And they will always like look up classes and websites and techniques that could help me to become that actor that I desire to be. And so that's the same thing that happened with my workshop. You know, they would find all these websites and things. And my mom stumbled across one and she booked a um, audition to audition for the workshop. Okay. And I remember I had to work for months and months and find monologues and scripts and keep and keep on practicing. And then I finally gave the audition and all that hard work paid, paid off and I got selected. And then I get the performance and everybody worked a lot. And I have to really say thank you to my parents and my coaches who coached me because without them, I wouldn't have learned a lot as I do know a lot today. Wow. That is I love that and because, you know, one, I love that your parents have been so supportive of you. Um, and we mentioned that in the beginning, that without their support, you wouldn't be where you are today. You would be more still in that I have a dream stage and waiting for that age when you could make that come true. But with their support, you're able to make those dreams come true now and not have to wait. And so yeah. kudos to you, mom and dad. That, that's Thank awesome. you, Richard. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you took action. And so you had their support. They were helping you to find the opportunities, helping you do that research. But you said you had to work for months to get ready for that audition. What does that look like? What did you do? Okay. That is very, very crucial. You know, in the journey to your success, you have to work and keep on practicing. And at that time, I was still in school. I was, what? third grade almost <laughs> and so obviously third grade that's a third grader having to keep on practice that's pretty big that is. so I would I would have to take my time make time I would have to create time to dedicate that time to my acting career if I really wanted to do it and so I did, and I kept on practicing. And obviously, sometimes, I mean, it can be a little bit too much. And, you know, you might you might just might want to take a break. But then yeah. that break is a bit too long. And then you kind of, like, just, like, wiggle, stumble. Right. But then you have to get back on it and keep on going because that is really the most important part. So were there some trade-offs for you? You said you had to create time. What were the trade-offs? What did you give up 
in order to do the practice? I think the most obvious thing that I definitely had to give up is TV or <laughs> screen time in, um, in general. I think that is basically the most big thing I really have to give up or I have to give up any of my other free time. Like I remember in third grade, I would spend a lot of time playing games on my iPad, like an ordinary third grader. So I have to give up that to focus on my future. You know? And I even had to give up maybe hanging out with my friends or things like that, but it was all worth it. It's something okay. that you have to realize. Good. And Regina, if I can add to that, because yes, sometimes uh, listeners, you know, they may think, oh, poor girl, because she may not be enjoying. Right? Oh, come right. on. If it's my dream, of course I would enjoy it. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest piece. Uh, you know, when some, it's, it's, there's a saying, right? If somebody's on the fire because of their dream, nobody else can understand. Um, but it's the person who is, who has chosen to be on that fire to pursue right. that dream. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I know, you know childhood and childhood memories. So I wanted to say in really a couple of sentences is that when she's saying that I have to give up and this thing, it, it is not that null. It's not like that. It's right. basically talking about instead of you are on iPad or any screen for that matter or TV, you know, instead of being there for two hours, four hours, six hours, you know, she's there for an hour. Right. Set limits. It's yeah, it's the limits. There are and these limits come from some conversations that you have to have one by herself to herself. She has to right. speak that which she mentioned. Uh, she has to understand. She she has she's the one who has to take that first step. That this is the reason I'm giving up something for a greater reason. Right. That's there. And then second is our conversation also as a parents uh, is that hey we are we do not want you to not to enjoy it so. She um, hanging out with friends. Of course, she has. She she still have her play dates, uh, sleepovers. We have, um, uh, in fact, um, right now we are not doing that because I have a little one running around, baby, two year baby, so I cannot do that. But before that, um, uh, we used to do uh, movie nights. So I used to project. I have a projector at home. I used to project, and we used to enjoy. So we, I would say. We never cut down the, you know, or completely, you know, banish any kind of enjoyment or childhood or those yes. kinds of things. She enjoyed a lot. She goes to play even today, but she has learned and by choice that this is the limit I need to do because I wanted to achieve something more. So yeah, uh, no poor girl here, no poor yeah. parent. <laughs> I don't see a poor girl in front of me. I see a very happy person in front of yes, me. Yes, exactly. And you can make, you can you can feel it. You oh. can feel it. And and it's such one of the things that I really like about this is that it reminds us that we're all capable of so much more than we allow ourselves to achieve. We hold ourselves back. Yeah. And and when we invest ourselves in that dream, in that goal, and we give it our all, we're capable of so much more. Kashish, what were you going to say? I could see your wheels turning. <laughs> Look like you want to add something to add to that. <laughs> no? Okay. So let's talk for a moment. Let's shift to your book writing. You've published two books so far, right? Yes. Tell us about 
what what was the catalyst for you the transition you know what helped you transition into writing books to to wanting to do that and and what are your books about so you know um i feel like every single thing that i've ever decided to do it comes from the most very ordinary things but my creative mind just like turns into something so big and that's my talent that's what i love so it all started i was young and there was this big competition in my dad's office and so this competition i was sitting on my, sitting on my ipad and he comes do you want to enter the competition i'm like sure and the competition was a reading competition who can read the most books in 40 days okay so you know that motivated me a lot so yes. i kept on reading and reading and reading and reading and reading so much that I ended up winning that competition and I read 81 books. Oh my goodness, in 40 days. And this was uh, your grade and above. So it's not like you take a book which says A for Apple and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I remember I was a young kid, but I was reading books, like business books, like how my parents would, but I was still learning. But aside from that, as I was reading the stories and the books, I I was really very interested and excited by that emotion and the feeling in those lines and how the authors would just make up these amazing stories, you know, in, instead of saying, oh, it was a warm, sunny day. You could see, oh, it was a warm, sunny day with cold breeze and the flowers were blossoming. You know, it creates that visual in right. your brain that really inspired me to create my own book. So I started writing stories and I showed them to my parents. And then there, we worked on it for months and we finally published my first book, which was a big, big success. Big success. Awesome. I was looking on your Amazon page. In fact, that's where I was reading uh, from your Amazon about page, the author page, um, you know, uh, and I, and I think that's wonderful that they have those pages that you can learn more about the author. So was your first book One Positive Thought or Trapped uh, in? Which one was My first? very first book was One Positive Thought. One yeah. Positive Thought. And in fact, the cover page was actually a painting I did in real life. Wow. And folks, I'm looking at this cover and it's gorgeous. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I actually nice. have the book right here. Ah, Very good. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? That really is. Yeah. And nice. there's a whole about the author right here as well. Yes. Well, I have to sh- share with you that I share your love of reading and writing. Uh, have some books of my own that I've published. I lived in a place one time that was a very rural place where we didn't have a library. And at, this was as an adult. Uh, my, my daughter was... Um, in grade school at the time, but we had what they called a bookmobile. So the library from a nearby town would send out a a van that was full of books that we could check out books. So they would come near to where I lived. Uh, There was a kind of a fence around our housing complex. And I would take my daughter's little red wagon and go out to the bookmobile (laughs) and bring it back just full of books. 
Wow. So I remember one day I read five books in one day. <laughs> Wait, actual like five big books? Five books. A lot. They probably weren't 400 page books, but they were full, decent books. And I just couldn't stop. I was but that one. I, I remember stop. I read about five 400 page books each um, in about like three days. Awesome. Awesome. You just, you can't stop. My granddaughter, my daughter, my granddaughter, they're just, my, my granddaughter showed me the other day, the books that she has checked out right now. And she's got like two stacks that are just, you know, three, four feet tall. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> I understand that completely. And I think awesome. book reading is so important. It just oh, it increases vocabulary and everything. It depends what you want to learn. And then it helps you to learn certain other things which you may not have thought earlier. Yes. Um, and and it's, it's an amazing transition how that reading actually transpires and eventually inspires her to write her first book. So, yes. And the second. And uh, uh, she's actually on her, if you want to share, but. Uh, my third book, which is coming out soon, in fact. Do we have a date? Do we know when it's coming for sure? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna publish it sometime in June, middle in June. June. So. Awesome. Very Looking good. To that. I'm very excited about it. It's a sequel to my second book, which is okay. Trapped In. Trapped In. Yes. Love and it. And it's a sequel with 15 chapters. And nice. as of now, we are on the editing process, but I'm very excited about it. And it will be out sometime in June, middle June. Very good. Very good. That's awesome. So then you went on from writing books. At some point, you decided to do a TED Talk. Yes. Talk to me about that. Okay. I have to be honest. For my first TED Talk, I did have I did have no idea. Okay, <laughs> like my dad decided for me to do a TED TEDx talk, ah. <laughs> and I I was shocked, but I wasn't like shocked with "Are you serious?" No, right. I was shocked with happiness, and I was so excited. And from the day that we started, all the way to the day that I actually delivered the talk the talk on stage. We worked for exactly one year on it. Wow. And my very first talk uh, is 10-year-old demystifying positive thinking and success, where I talk about your actions, your thoughts, and your outcomes being aligned together to give you the success that you really want. And we had all of the application process, and then I would do interviews with those organizers of the events. And then I would go into a coaching process where they would coach me how to write a talk, how to practice. And um, we had all these milestones that I had to keep up on date with and all that while doing schooling. And then finally I kept on practicing and practicing and practicing and tweaking and editing right until we finally got on to that big big day and I delivered my talk fantastic and is it out on YouTube or you know where is it located that people could go see it Yes, it is on the TEDx site and it is also on YouTube okay. in fact if you type up kashish TEDx, 
both of my talks will come up. Awesome. And we will make sure all of that's in the show notes so everybody can do that. Everybody can go see all of that. Yeah. I want to say something. Um, There was a huge conflict on my uh, day for my first TEDx talk. The mic wasn't fixed very properly. And so my voice was very irritating. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say, so before, Right before the day that I was supposed to give my talk, I had a terrible fever. I just want to point that out. I had coughing, sneezing, a runny nose. My voice was very congested and I was so tired. And like I was, I had a very bad fever right before the day of my talk. (laughs) And then I go to the event, I go to the place, I'm still congested, and then the mic wasn't very fixed properly. So then my voice was irritated. But the thing is, I kept on talking. I kept on standing there and doing my movements and I I pushed through it. Because if you have worked on something so hard that you were so excited for, and then these types of events just like kind of disrupt everything, don't don't be ashamed. Don't hide. Don't be frustrated. Right. Be mature about it and just calm down and push through it because that's exactly how I did. Even though at the very end I cried. <laughs> that's so okay. People, you earned it. <laughs> yeah. So many people said that they loved my talk. Fantastic. So just I want to know. I want you to know that the pain that you take and experience you will definitely definitely get the gain after that. It's always, always worth it. That is great advice. And we call that being a professional, right? <laughs> yes. So we can be a professional at pretty much any age then, can't we? We can, you know, it's a matter of doing the work and sticking with it. And like you said, rebounding when everything doesn't go exactly the way you want it to. And no matter the plans, you worked on it a year. And still, yep. some things went wrong, but you stuck it out. You did it. You, it's a success. You are a success. I'd like to wrap up with one thing, Kashish. I'd like you to share for people, for especially for students who are listening to this, young people who are listening, what advice would you give to them if they're thinking that, wow, this sounds exciting. I think I might like to try something like this, or I, I think I could do more than I'm doing. What advice would you give to them? Let's go for it. I love it. Just go for it. Just go for you know, it. You don't have to be ashamed. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I can overthink a lot. But my biggest advice that I would give to, you, to everybody out there that I experienced as a problem a lot um, recently is just trust yourself you know sometimes when you overthink you kind of pull away from a really great delivery or performance or quality of a project that you are doing you know just trust trust yourself and stay natural just go for it you don't have to be ashamed you don't have to be nervous and if you are nervous it's okay. It's okay. Because at the end of the day everybody makes mistakes you know there's like seven point 
like seven billion people out here. Don't let one person's opinion let you down. Amen. Great advice. That is wonderful, Madril. Madril, could I ask you one question here? Sure. What would you say to parents who have children and that might want to inspire them or support them in some way in their dreams? What would you say to parents having gone down this road yourself? Sure. I think most important thing is uh, don't don't label uh, the success with the age. Uh, start with that. Um, it's a, it's a paradigm shift. To be honest, um, and and there are a lot of examples right in, in our home. The first book, uh, it's not uh, that um, she was thinking for a long time. She read. And I, me and my wife had no idea when she wrote her stories. But one day during the weekend, she came up and she showed her notebook with the story and we read it. And it's like, can I be an author? I said, sure. And I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I said, sure. So uh, don't shy away from entering into a arena or, or a path which you haven't traveled. Okay, I think the biggest uh, hesitation and the fear is uh, it, it's not, I believe, that that my kid would fail. I think it's the fear that how can I do it because I haven't done it. Yeah. I've never done books, authors, um, acting, never. All of these things is equally new as for, for Kashish. So uh, that's the thing. So It's so important that one day when my kid would be 12, my kid would be 16 or 22 is when they will achieve success. Uh, by then, we probably have killed many budding successes by now. Yeah. So you, that's why I started with like, don't label success with age and don't compare, don't criticize. Um, every kid has something to offer. Yes. Sooner or later. We are be there. all incredible. Yeah. Be yes. there. And I always say that use a use a second lens, which means use a different thought process to see your kid. Okay. On that note, I have a question for both of you. Final question here. What has been the value? I think it's the final question. What has been the value of having a coach through this process or coaches through this process? And, and we know that you became a coach as well. Uh, Kashish, but what's been the value of having a coach? And I'm going to start with your dad because I want to finish with you, okay? So, Madhuril, what's been the value of having a coach to work with, Kashish, from your perspective? Every coach will see the blind spots that you can never see. That is the biggest piece. Every coach will lift you up when probably you are not even willing to get up. Every coach will give their hands when you probably just like wrap up. Okay. They'll pull you through. And every coach will challenge you when you think you give your best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They will say, okay, that's good. Let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And and I know it for a reason because. I have coaches in my life, right. so I know that thing. And I have seen that importance and influence 
uh, of coaches in her life for different purposes. Um, right. There's an acting coach or there is a model coach. Um, it's there. So there is no replacement for coach. Um, if in a very simplistic way we have to understand, um, you know, do I need a coach or not? Uh, well, if you wanted to invest uh, $100 in a stock market, be my guest. <laughs> means go ahead and invest it. But if you want to invest $50,000, $100,000 in a stock market, I would say find a coach who knows how to play that game. Yes. That, that is the importance of a coach between $100 and $100,000. Somebody who has been there, done that, fruits on the tree, you can replace. You can guide you through it. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Mitchell. Kashish, for you, what has been the value of a coach? I would say I agree with everything that my dad said, but <laughs> <Not you. laughs> but another thing is that a coach will, will always be there for you and they will always help you up. But I I just want to let you know that the coach doesn't do everything for you. They will help you, they will improve you, they will mold you, but it's also your responsibility, your job to ask them for help. You know, asking help, asking questions is very important. They are not always gonna come up to you and, you know, just give you a hand, like as if they're reading your mind. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, and this, come from, this comes from experience. It was the last class for my acting, workshop and I asked my coach what did you think about me for the last eight weeks of this workshop and my coach thought and said the advice that should be you too if you are very willingly from the heart you have that desire of whatever you're doing and then you ask your coach hey what do you think about me or what do you think I can improve much more than these last whatever time that you've seen me they'll they'll be impressed okay sometimes yeah. you have to impress the coach as much as the coach impresses you yes help the coach out a little absolutely and asking the coach for that counsel for that direction is great that that's great advice as well um and not you know you talked earlier you mentioned the term a couple of times about not being embarrassed not feeling uh, you know, picked on or whatever, your coach is going to help you grow. And you have to be willing to hear the things that might not be what you want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> they say you got to get out your, you got to really get out of your comfort zone. Because yes. as a fifth grader, as a very elementary girl, I really had to get out of my comfort zone a lot. And now that yes. uncomfortable zone has come into my comfort zone. Now I have to go again into a uncomfortable exactly. zone. Exactly. You just keep growing, right? That's right. You keep on growing. It has been such a pleasure to have you both on the show today. I really appreciate it. We're going to have all of the information in our show notes about everything that you're doing, uh, you know, your your book links, your TED Talk links, and anything else that you've got going on. We'll have all of that in the show notes. And, and hopefully we'll be able to have you on the show again another time. I would love to watch your growth 
watch you mature, watch uh, uh, watch you change the world because that's what you're doing. And that's why we all have the capability of changing the world. I call it the ripple effect. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what drives me in my business is being part of the ripple effect that my clients create when I help them grow their business. Then I create, I'm, I'm part of, they're creating the ripple, but I get to be part of it. And so you are creating a magnificent ripple. Thank you. I'm excited to see. And thank how you far for being goes. part of it. Oh, I'm so happy to be part of it. And I'm happy that our audience gets to be part of it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching as, as you continue on this journey. And thank you so much for joining us too, Madril. We really appreciate you being here and contributing as well. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having both of us. And obviously, um, there is there is a, a there is a trajectory that uh, Kashish has taken, and she's going to build on it, uh, build more on it. And I'm I'm not hoping. I'm absolutely sure. With God's blessings, people's best wishes, and great people like you around us, with coaches and everything. Uh, Together we'll grow, of course, Kashish will grow. And the most important thing is that ripple effect of that growth of Kashish is actually on other kids and other teens and other people. Exactly. Uh, just being on this show with you besides her, uh, I picked a few things because I can't read those things in from her mind because <laughs> you asked something, she responded and I happen to be here is what I picked it up. So. I hope somebody, even if one soul picks up, yeah. I think this show is worth. And I Absolutely. really wish you, every show of yours touches some life in some way for something. Thank you, Midril. That is my, my dream and my wish as well. So thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words and appreciate you both being here. Folks, come back again. Join us again for Pursuing Profit with Principles. As I mentioned, we're going to do a whole series of these young folks and the difference that they're making in the world. So come back and join us again. Bye for now. Bye. -bye. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. 
There is no obligation and I'm not going to do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. Thanks for listening to our show today. If you enjoyed it, please rate and recommend on your favorite listening platform. You can also get more information at pursuingprofitwithprinciples.com.